Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Still? Still. You'd think they would have written an ad by now, Jen. Yeah, that's kind of my job. I really like this one, though. Short, sweet, to the point. Fair enough. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Negative Nancys. Ne- negative bad thoughts. Yeah, when you've got a friend who's got low self-esteem. you got to shovel those shit thoughts out of their brain. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, Jen, Jen. Trin, I have, Jen, I have news Jen. about some animals. Oh, I love that. Yeah, kind not of news. my animals, but this is an artic- article I read that actually came out of on V Day, which I appreciate. Have you heard about these tortoises that that went through the breakup? What? No, I did. Was <clears throat> this about Lonely George, the tortoise that died alone? No, no. This is a different. This is tortoise? much much happier, I think. Okay. Okay. So after they've been together a hundred years, these Galapagos tortoises broke up. And scientists and their and their zookeepers and like everyone who handles them don't know why. <laughs> what? But they were like inseparable and now they can't be together anymore. Do they fight? Uh so here's what it says. Do they try to eat each other? They were a perfect match. Holdy is handsome and sociable with bright eyes. BB has a regal bearing and a dramatic streak. A human friend once compared her to Greta Garbo. What? They share hobbies. They like loitering in sunny spots as well as shady spots. So I guess they like loitering anywhere. They enjoy to loiter. <laughs> they have a mutual love of tomatoes. Hey, me too. Um, blah, 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 blah. And then it says, but one day in November of 2011, something changed. A keeper approached their shared home only to see BB rear forward and bite a large chunk of Poldy's shell. What? She, yeah, so they lack teeth, but they do have powerful, jagged edged jaws. So they've been fighting. Great. And now, this is my favorite, <laughs> this is my favorite paragraph, ready? Okay. We were hoping that they would make up during their first spring outing, said the scientist, but they did not. Bonding games failed. As did romantic tomato meals. <laughs> this quote. They tolerate each other's presence just as long as it's not too cold, not too hot, and there's plenty of food. <laughs> Same. Same. As long as there's absolutely nothing else wrong, <laughs> they can tolerate each other. Yeah. That's so wild. Wait, so they've been fighting since 2011? Yeah. So they like resurfaced the article in honor of V-Day. The and end of their love. Were they? So they've been broken up for eight years now. Yeah. That's and they can't get them back together after being together for nearly a century. But I mean, do they have to be? Why can't they just move on? And like, yeah, I think they they are. I think people just want to make sure, like, you guys really you're really done. So yeah, let them break up. Let the tortoises break up. Maybe she wants to loiter in some marshy areas. Yeah, you know that wasn't covered in the the labels of places they like to loiter. <laughs> they want she wants to try new things. She wants to take up oil painting. That I and love that's okay. It. Maybe I... she wants to go back to school. Finally, get her degree. Okay, so speaking of tortoises, <laughs> you've now subscribed to Tortoise Facts. Did you know that, I'm sure you didn't know this, I don't think that I did know. Darwin, when he first visited the Galapagos Islands and he saw tortoises there, yeah. according to his journals and stuff and his drawings, he tried to ride them. What? <laughs> he tried to swing a leg over them and ride them around like a little donkey. <laughs> did the, how did it go? Did they just Well, we, to this day, we continue to not ride tortoises, oh, so I think... <laughs> I just, like, I wonder how it went in that. Like, I wonder if they, because, okay, so, you know, tortoises have their, <laughs> tortoises have their little saddle? dumb sto- tortoise legs. So did he sit on the tortoise and then it just went flat and his legs <laughs> splayed out? 
Or did it? Did he sit on the tortoise and then the tortoise like retracted his head yeah. and legs inside, and he just sat on the tortoise waiting <laughs> for the tortoise to start back up again? And it's slower than walking, so I don't know why you would ride one. Try to put quarters in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Imagine the first like animal that ever got ridden. They were probably like, "Oh, uh, what are you doing? Get the fuck off!" Me. Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious right now? I know I'm faster than you, but still, this horse is like, "Okay, now it's time for me to get on your back, asshole." <laughs> Hold still. Oh, uh, tradesies. <laughs> I, as a vegan, I support the give and take that we should have with wildlife. I support never riding horses. I wouldn't let a tortoise ride me. You would? Well, how heavy are they? I don't know. These guys look pretty big. Hey, speaking of animals, how are your worms? My worms are great. I took the, my first video of my worms today mm. because uh, they, so I feel like they have been like slowly becoming more active. Cool. Over time, as they've become used to, the, to their little bin. Did you take a YouTube video where they're like, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? Worms up in here. Name's Clarendon. Just <laughs> eating some garbage. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe my shit. Um, yeah, no, it, I have really, really enjoyed it. I've only had these worms for like two weeks, but if anything happened to them, I'd be very upset. Oh. Uh, and so now I'm already like planning a bigger worm home. for. I'm going to build a worm mansion for yes. them. Yes, you are. Of course you are. Because <laughs> um, I think I mentioned this in podcast last time. Is I got a starter worm kit from Nature's Little Recyclers. Oh, so, so cute. It's so good. It was like 25 bucks and it was just like, you know, here's 100 worms. Here's a little bin. Get you started. And so now I feel like two weeks later I am an expert and I am ready to make the worm condominium of my dreams. So I'm going to, after I go, he- after we're done talking here, actually, I think I'm going to go uh, see about a Pyrex uh, oh, giant gotta thing. I got to see about a worm house. I got to see about a worm house. I'm going to go to Target, go shopping for worm homes. Oh my God, I love it. Make the house of their dreams. I'm really excited, Jen. I'm really Give them excited. like a nice like jacuzzi tub. Oh my God. Yeah, let the worms jacuzzi. Yeah. This is, this is so, Did you do your worm trade yet? No, we haven't done the worm trade yet. Too soon. I, I, you know, it's early in my relationship to the worms and to my new office friend, Eleanor. Good news is that the worms and Eleanor, very positive. Oh, I sense a transition coming. Transition into, unfortunately, the askers here have friends who are being negative. Mm-hmm. Transition complete. Well done. Read, Smooth, easy. Read question, Jen. Dear Jen and Trin, I have a friend, pronouns she, her, who often makes extremely self-deprecating jokes and statements. Admittedly, sometimes I laugh. However, there are other times where it's too much and I feel genuinely uncomfortable and sad. We are both curvy ladies and when she makes jokes about her weight, I feel especially awkward. I think her way of relating to people involves a lot of negativity that can come off badly. I would love if she would stop using this way of talking as a crutch, but I know that there are a lot of underlying issues at hand, like depression or anxiety. I wish she could see the good in her that I see, but I don't think she knows how. Is there anything I can do about this? To be specific, when she says something self-deprecating, I usually either ignore the statement or essentially tell her, no, you're wrong, but doesn't seem to ever sink in. Also, she is currently going to therapy. Woo, good work that she's going to therapy already. Thank you for including that detail. Yeah, because in either way, we would say, you know, this is not something that you can fix. You know, she's got to go to professional, like, you know, all that stuff. But I, I think you were right to come to us because we can help you figure out a few things that maybe you could say to at least get her to shut up. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can you can lovingly tell your friend that you are not okay with this. Yes. That it bothers you. I find it completely understandable to be bothered by this. Yeah. It hurts you. It, it literally hurts you. And it's obviously hurting you to see your friend sad. Um, this brings me back to um, uh, something that we talked about on the podcast months ago, 
which is Vincent the, the Brain Goblin. Oh, the Brain Goblin. Yeah. Just to catch you up if you are a new listener, so Vincent the Brain Goblin is the name that our friend Steven gave the horrible little voice in his head that says you are not good enough because then now that gives him the opportunity to be like, Vincent, you are being bad and mean and you shut up and you are not me and you are rude. And it feels good because you know that that's coming from something inside of you that you can't control. It might as well be coming from someplace else. But it's very, it's a healthy way to deal with that. What's happening here is that much like the fungus that takes over control of ants and turns them into zombies, Google it. There are amazing YouTube videos about it. Yeah, bug facts. Your friend is being taken over by her horrible brain goblin is what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. She can't train herself not to do this. You you mentioned it feels like a clutch. I think it probably is. It's probably something she leans on. I don't know if she realizes it's a habit at this point. I'm sure she doesn't. I really think it's very much like how like the Reaper's assuming direct control yeah. and then her eyes glow and like all of a sudden like it's she's like... a like, reflex. I'm the worst! Yeah. yeah <laughs> nice no. Mass Effect reference. Thank you. It's, it's how been I, a minute since I've played that game. How I live. So let's move forward with this with the understanding that she probably doesn't understand Yet. And when I say understand, what I really mean is grok, because she's probably talked about this in therapy before. She probably has some understanding that she has a self-deprecating sense of humor, but I don't think she gets how this is digging her into that depression hole and also dragging you with her. Exactly. I am also not surprised to hear that your messaging of that's not true doesn't sink in. Yes. I mean, I have plenty of friends that kind of have lower self-esteem, kind of waxes and wanes, and I wish I could make them believe how amazing they are, but like I can't. All I can do is, like, be their friend and love them. Yeah, I think that we're going to have to speak closer to her language. One of the reasons why people do this, and when I say why, like, I I don't mean that they're even necessarily aware of why they do this, but she probably gets something out of doing it, whether it's people arguing with her and being like, oh, no, 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 you're not, because she would like to know that, uh, what are we going to name her her brain goblin? Let's name her brain goblin Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Okay, Brooklyn. Are you okay with that? I'm only not okay with it because of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is really Oh my good. God, that's probably why. I was just looking at gifts of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Tumblr. That's probably why it's in my head. Okay, let's come up with another one. Like, I want her to have Seinfeld. Like... <laughs> okay, Seinfeld. Uh, the brain goblin. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> so when Seinfeld pops out of her mouth and says something horrible, it's just like a third party saying something awful. She wants you to stand up for her. She wants to be stood up for. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, anyone? She doesn't like that, you know, Seinfeld the brain goblins yelling at her either. I'm almost positive. I think a less charitable interpretation of this would be she's fishing for compliments. Right. Or, and I hate that term. Me too. I don't think people, like fishing for compliments sounds like, oh, I'm so good and I want to hear other people say I'm good. I think it's like she's grasping for somebody to drag her out. She wants, she wants a rope. You know? I think this is like one of her many attempts to feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and she's probably trying a lot of things and a lot of them aren't working. Speaking as an anxious, uh, depressive person myself, there are many a time when I've gone to my partner and I've, I've literally said, I need you to say something nice about me and yeah. I'll try to believe it. It sounds dramatic, but when you are hating on yourself, man, won't you do anything to feel slightly better? Holy shit, I cannot tell you the number of times that I've <laughs> I've said to my partner, like, can you just compliment me two times real quick? I need a little, I need a little something because I know he likes me. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need, I need a compliment and I can, I can almost believe it coming from the right audience. And then on the flip side of that is when somebody feels shitty and you're like, hey, 
I have like seven compliments backed up. They're already locked and loaded in the barrel. Let me let me fire them all over you real quick. Oh, love it. Yeah, did some deer shots, scatter shots <laughs> of compliments. So there are many reasons why she may be doing this. But what we think is that at some level, whether it's this shitty broken part of her brain that's being mean to her, she is getting some kind of like you threw a rope down the hole for her to climb up. So let's focus on helping her realize that this these are subconscious shitty thoughts that she doesn't deserve to have. And I want, we have to be careful about this. Yeah, because you're not a therapist. Because you're not a therapist. Neither you are, are we. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, neither are we. <laughs> Just a quick reminder. But I, I have been on both sides of this before, and I know how hard it can be to receive even what, what it's not criticism, what you're saying of your friend, but it's something that's bothering you completely understandably. And I know how hard it can be to be honest with a friend that you know is suffering. Yeah. So I think that the change in language from, no, you're wrong to, hey, you're being mean to my friend. And I feel like this is something that like, I, I think you're like subconsciously wanting to insult yourself, which is not fair to you. You're a wonderful person and you don't deserve mean things to be said. Yeah. I think this is your shitty brain goblin and I think her name's Rebecca. <laughs> you know? And I'm going to kick Rebecca in the shins. I, Rebecca, stop talking badly about my friend. I really care about my friend. You can also say it bums me out when you talk badly about yourself. You can be honest. It bums you out. It's so hard also because she's saying things that insult you too. So you mentioned that you and your friend are curvy. And use whatever adjective you would like to describe your body. Your body is not wrong. It is beautiful. Fat is beautiful. Thin is beautiful. Bones and weird scars are beautiful. And having that around you, you also don't deserve to be dragged down by this. Yeah, she doesn't get to take down your self-esteem. Yeah. That's just not allowed. Let's brainstorm some things that we can say when it's this. Because I feel like the situations are very different when the friend is saying something that could also be applied to the asker. I agree. Um, because when the friend is just saying something shitty about herself, that's a, hey. Hey. Rude girl. Yeah, Rebecca. Rebecca. Rebecca Seinfeld. Take it down. I'm turning the volume down on, on Seinfeld. Ms. R. Seinfeld. But then the other thing is when she says something that applies to the both of you. I think that's where the know you're wrong thing comes better into play. Yeah, I think you can more forcefully get behind the know you're wrong thing. I think that you could even, and this is one of those things where decide whether or not this suits your vibe with your friend, but I can picture a situation in which it may be helpful to say things like, there's no way that you think that. Like, there are so many hot, fat women. Like, you really think that, like, you don't look good because you're, like, you've got, like, thick thighs or something? No, thick thighs save lives. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. you're, you're saying a really ridiculous thing right now. I think that's great. Send her some pictures of some hotties. Yeah. Like, any time somebody talks shitty about how they, quote, unquote, feel fat or something like that, I want to just shout at them and be like, there are so many bigger people who are way hotter than you that you would probably kill somebody to be as good looking as. Yeah, or kill someone to be with. Yeah, like it's that's the thing is like I I feel like this is one of those things that you can attack with logic. And really, in a way, both sides of this, we want you to attack with logic. The logic of, hey, you should not be thinking or saying these things at yourself. This can't be coming from you. This is something you must have been taught by society. You're being mean to you and it's not fair, Rebecca, shut up. Or 
fat people are, are hot too. Like, what the fuck is wrong you with you? You know that's true. Yeah, don't actually say what the fuck is wrong with you. She knows. She's yeah. in therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. But you're going to want to say it and you might think it and that's okay. It's okay to think mean things. You're only human. Uh, but yeah, Trin, I like the idea of attacking that with logic because she doesn't get to say mean things about bodies. No. That's just, it's not okay. Like, and there's so many, like, ways that we tear down, I think, our looks specifically that are so ridiculous. Like, I had a buddy who was like, oh, I don't have any eyebrows. My eyebrows aren't, like, thick enough. And I'm like, have you ever seen Matt Smith? He's got no eyebrows, never has, built a really successful acting career off of his eyebrowless white face. And he smells nice. And he smells nice. I have evidence. I know someone that met him and said he smells nice. For every bad thing that you can think about yourself, I guarantee you that there is an incredibly hot celebrity that has that same quality. I had a friend who was like, oh, my, I wish I had big, beautiful, sparkly eyes. And I was like, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, and she's hot. She's hot. All these people are hot. Like, like whatever weird thing that you think is weird about you, somebody thinks it's hot. Man, I remember one time, Trin, this was like four years ago now, but I haven't forgotten it. We were talking about voice acting. I was you, me, and I think Max, we were like in the car talking about it. And I was like, I think voice acting is the coolest thing, but there's no way I could ever do it because it's like, it's just my voice is too nasally. It's too weird. It's too dark. And um, you and Max completely shut that down. You were like, no, like voice actors have unique voices. Yeah. Like there's no normal voice actor. Like that's why they're a voice actor. And I was like, oh my God, I never thought of it that way. I was just kind of looking for an excuse to be mean to myself. Yeah. And you used logic to be like, no, that's not, that's, <laughs> that's inaccurate. It was really sweet. Oh, man. And it's funny because, like, I don't remember this at all. But I remember it clearly. Isn't right. that hilarious? But, like, I, I think it goes to show you that, like, if somebody said something to about me about my voice and they're like, you've got a really, like, n- normal, basic voice. It's like, or or um, your voice is weird. I'd be like, no, it's fine. I'm on, like, a million podcasts. I like my voice just okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But you saying that, like, you had a thought in your brain. This is, I... I'm ready to insult myself right now. And we were like, no, thank you. Yeah, it was it was really nice. Um, so, okay, so let's go over what we've covered. So we can think we've thought about why this friend might be doing this. We talked about attacking this with logic. Uh, we talked about attacking with humor, Mrs. Rebecca Seinfeld. Because it's hard because, like, I want to be like, hey, you have to Venmo me a dollar every time you're mean to yourself. But, like, you really can't do that to somebody yeah. who's hurting and, like, yeah, working Yeah, yeah. I want to, like, point out that this is a habit that they may not realize. But that might might not be up for you to decide. I, I do like the idea of increasing your friend's mindfulness of what they're doing. Because there's there's so much bullshit that we do to ourselves that we don't realize it because God. we don't slow down and think about why it's happening. So your friend may right now, because she's working on a million other things in her life, not be able to think about why she thinks what she does, which is our term meta-think. She doesn't know why she's doing this. She doesn't know that she's doing this. There's just so much noise happening in her brain. If you help her be mindful of it and say something like, I don't know if you know this, that's the third time you've insulted yourself in an hour. Like, you know that's not healthy. I know that's not healthy. Don't even make it a discussion. Don't be like, do you think that's healthy? Be like, it's not healthy. And I know it's not healthy. And I love you. And I can see you tearing yourself down. And I'm going to say something every time. And I know you're working on it. I know that this is something that is hard for you. But it's important for me to make sure that you are mindful of what you're doing to yourself. I get like this fairly often as someone who's prone to anxiety and depression. But like the worst times that I felt it, it's like a fog. Like there is no, I couldn't, like I like my short-term memory goes to shit. I'm distracted all the time and I am definitely not mindful of what I'm doing and saying. 
so you can break through the noise a little bit and be the confident, loving voice of reason that's pointing out what seems obvious, but probably is not obvious to them. I think it, it particularly sucks that she's saying things that you feel like apply to you. And like, and I, if you need to take a, a step back because she's making you feel shitty about yourself, you also don't need to feel guilty about that. That's something we should definitely add on, which is like, you have our permission to take a little break too. There's no scenario here in, when it's, what, in which it's okay for you to also start feeling badly. Is that everything? I think so. I say that almost every time we end the fir- this first question because I always feel strange. Oh, <laughs> we have a list of some things that you can say out loud. Yeah. Do you want to just like yeah, quickly yeah. go through it? Some of these apply more to uh, you being a curvy person and your friend also being a curvy person. And also um, n- none of them might apply to you. Yeah, but we're going to say them anyway. Yeah, just to give you some ideas and then riff off them and decide what works best for you. Rapid fire. Speak for yourself. I'm super hot and I think you are too. Don't be mean to my curvy wife. Hey, you've been really mean to yourself out loud, and I think this is something you might want to talk about in therapy sometime. Shut up, Seinfeld. Man, I've always wanted to say that. I'm worried that I'm not being clear. I feel really hurt when you insult yourself because you say mean stuff about you, and sometimes those things are mean to me too, and you need to stop it. Okay. Okay. Question two. Let's do it. (laughs) This is complicated. Oh, my goodness. I have an internet friend whom I've been texting since July last year, and I like her well enough, but sometimes she reacts or responds to things I say in a way that makes me want to slap her. For example, I mentioned this summer course I'm starting today, and she was like, that sounds so boring. I mean, it's adorable that you like it, but it's so boring to me. And no matter what I said afterwards, all her replies were along those lines and about how it was just so boring. I don't know if I'm too sensitive and that's why I get upset over this, but I can't help but feel that she's being condescending or dismissive or non-empathetic. And it hurts because it's usually about something that I do or like or is important to me. And she always words her opinions like that. I realize that maybe she doesn't mean these things. And it could be that because English isn't our mother tongue, I'm misunderstanding her. Then again, I tend to avoid confrontation, so I haven't brought this up to her to talk it out. But I would like to. I just don't know how. Help? All right. Some thoughts. First thing off the top, should acknowledge the language, translation, possibility of misunderstanding there. Yes, absolutely. It sounds like you are, you're studying translation, and I'm not sure if that's English related, but it's it's the language that you speak to each other in. But there could be a chance that she's just not fully sure of the meaning of what she's saying. Because people talk on the internet very differently than they talk in real life. Yeah, that's another good, good thing to point out. Internet friend who you've been texting. So right there, we have a potential language barrier and we have a text barrier. Yeah. Like those are two things that might be getting in the way of clear communication. Yeah, so we definitely think that the first thing to do is to make sure that she knows exactly what she is saying. So, hey, when you say that my classes are boring, it makes me feel terrible. My classes aren't boring to me. And if you find them boring, I would appreciate it if you would just be happy that I like them. I'm wondering if that's even what you intended. If you were just trying to goof around, I would love it if you would goof around in a different way. Yeah, (laughs) that's so good. Yeah, I would ask for some clarification. If you already have asked for clarification, then you could skip this step. Totally. But it would be wrong of us not to acknowledge the fact that there's a language barrier here. Another thing that I want to bring up again is the texting. So that means you don't hang out in real life. Yeah, it looks like they've got a, a friend of a friend in real life. So like there's, they've got like something. Yeah, yeah. And I want to be clear, Trin and I always believe that internet friends are real, real friends. friends. Yes. But she's being very internet-y at you. 
Yeah, she's like speaking in hyperbole a lot. Yeah. Which people um, tend to, on the internet, uh, focus on extremes because we are trying to pack a lot of meaning into a small amount of words. And really get our point across and jump through the noise. Right. These could be the completely benign reasons why she is doing this to you. So I think it's important to clear those out before we take more drastic measures. Yeah. And, you know, people will say things online that they don't say in person. That's certainly true of like bullies and people who uh, harass other people. But it's also for like more mild conversations. I try not to reply to anyone on Twitter and say something that I wouldn't feel comfortable saying to someone face to face. And I'm definitely guilty of not always abiding by that. But it's something I try to keep in mind. Like this is this is still me, a person talking to someone else, a person. And if I were face to face and could read their expressions or not read their expressions and they weren't giving me social cues, how would I react? So this person might think they're talking into the void a little bit and they're being less sensitive. Yeah. Wow, Jen, talking into the void like that. So one of the things that we were kind of kicking around is that it seems like this person is speaking as though there is an audience. Like there's going to be a laugh track that kicks in after they insult like you Like on something. social media when other people are watching. Right. Totally. Man, but no one benefits here. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's no audience. Even if there were an audience, it's not nice. Like it's like she gets the pleasure of making a rude joke that does nothing but bring you down and like good. Crazy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that at all. I guess I'm also curious how the asker replies or has replied when this person says your classes are boring. Like, do you say, it's not boring to me. I really like it. Or do you laugh it off or... Do you say nothing? Do you ignore it? Because it might be time to say, hey, it bums me out when you say my classes are boring. They're really important to me. The asker did not challenge her on it. I I think it's time to challenge your friend on the things that she says. Yeah, it's time. Because right now the friend probably thinks they are being playful or funny or like like getting no reaction out of you or just like mildly stating their unfiltered opinion. But it's time to clue them in that like, no, your words have consequences. Like, I think that sometimes people are like, okay, so here, a good example, we're talking about taxes earlier. Mm -hmm. If somebody was like, I am an accountant, I'm a financial person, I'd be like, wow, that is something I could never, ever, ever do. Whoa. Like, I'm I'm wondering if maybe the friend is trying to convey that and has no other way to say it. Oh, that's, yeah. Like, boring, you egghead, you're so smart. Yeah. Like, you love all this boring shit because you're so smart. Like, I mean, that is something... People say. So, yep. so, so it may yep. be less that she's trying to insult your class and more um, in a really oblique way try and compliment you. Yeah. And uh, not not they're not doing a good job. No, she's doing a bad job. Yeah. <laughs> and you should definitely like, you know, say something about it. But I mean, I, I think that there are plenty of valid benign reasons why this might have happened. Yeah. And it's time to figure out what's going on here. So what's the conversation going to look like? I think once you've examined the communication texting barriers, I also want you to examine other parts of your conversation with this friend. Do they say negative things about other parts of your life or is it just the class thing? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's not cool to say the work that you care about is boring or stupid or whatever. But I'm wondering if they always put you down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, especially like somebody who is as low effort as an internet friend where you can just stop messaging them. Right. It's like, don't, you don't need somebody to like gently neg you every day on your phone. Yeah. You yeah, know? that's like having a mean pocket friend. Right. It's like having an app that just like will like um, send you a notification that's like your hair's bad. Ah! Uh, can you imagine that? Oh, it's like Twitter. <laughs> that sounds like Twitter and yeah. I, we should all quit it. Um, Man, yeah, that's a, uh, you don't need that. That's like poison. You don't need that in your life. Um, So I think that the first step is after you've established whether or not this is a translation or a language issue is to say something like, 
No, you're wrong. Yeah, no, it's not. Don't say that. Hey, it bums me out when you say that because I I like my work a lot. Yeah, I like my work a lot. And when you say it's boring, I feel bad. And I shouldn't feel bad about my work. I like it. It makes me not want to talk about my work to you and you're my friend. Yeah. These sound, I I am certain that you are hearing us say like, you did this and I feel this. And you're like, oh, that is such like a a silly, like, you know, basic psychology, basic therapy thing to say. You are at that level right now. You have to say the basic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you haven't, you haven't challenged or stuck up for yourself yet. Right. Nobody wants to hear make I statements. I know. I know you're sick of me saying that, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, so after that, it's just kind of like, I, I think you can say exactly what me and Jen said. Use your words. Yeah, which, which is like, if she stills like, oh, it's so boring and bad. She's like, I don't need you around making me feel bad about the things that I love. Like, if I wanted that, I would be on Reddit, okay? <laughs> right. If I wanted people to comment about how boring my life is, I would upload a YouTube vlog every day, okay? So yeah. shut up. <laughs> and leave the comments on. You can tell your friend that you're turning comments off on this conversation. <laughs> tell your friend that she's as bad as YouTube comments. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. Okay, now we're just starting to fight. Yeah, I'm getting mad. <laughs> But that's the thing is that, like, sometimes, okay, there is a a certain amount of escalating that is happening here. So it's one ground level. Figure out if it's a language problem. You can straight up ask, what do you mean? Yes. What do you mean by that? What an odd thing to say. Yeah. The next level is, hey, you are saying mean things about me and I need you to stop. The next level is you are still saying mean things about me after I told you to stop. And, like, that's really shitty. And then the next step is, Hey, we're either fighting or not friends now. Yeah, uh, I'm unsubscribing. The opposite of fighting isn't like peace. The opposite of of fighting is not being friends anymore. Yeah, it's just no more. Right. So it's like either you have the problem and you fight about it or you have the problem and then you leave it and you go away. It's like so when I was in high school, I hurt my shoulder swimming and I went to the physical therapist and I hated physical therapy. and And I finally, weeks and weeks and weeks into it, I go, if I stopped swimming, would I still have to go to physical therapy? And she's like, no, you wouldn't have to go. Like, I'm just trying to get you to swim better. And I was like, I do not care enough about swimming to continue to do this goodbye. And I quit the whole thing and I never looked back. So what I'm saying is either fix your rotator cuff or ignore it. Or quit swimming. Or is, chop is, your arm off. Is it worth it? And do, you love sw- do you love swimming enough? No. Yeah. Never maybe. did. Do you? No. Do you? No. Do you love swimming? No. Trin doesn't love swimming anymore. No. Actually, I do. I wish I could. Uh, this has been Friendship with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you'd like to send us a question, you can at uh, Friendshipping Podcast. That's the one. At gmail.com. Oh, plug your other podcast. Oh, yeah. Jen was on uh, the the ending boop of Quest Quest. Don't get excited. I was on there for like literally four seconds. Four seconds. But still listen to the show. Yeah. Um. So questquest.best. You can listen to um, my the D&D podcast I'm on. I played Trinoska, who is a teenage anxiety elf who's going through uh, several years of puberty based on the fact that she's a half elf, half human. Oh, bummer. I know. That's awesome. That's the problem is when, you, when you're a half elf, half human, you get puberty for like Two decades. Oh, I know. It's no very sweaty. That's why Legolas is so hot. Yeah, she's going through a goth phase. It's not not great. And we're about to start our next chapter. So this is kind of a good time to to come in because we are going to be starting a space game at some point. Shut up. That's awesome. If you ever need a guest. Jen. Don't don't ask me. But if you ever need a guest, just let me know. I'll (laughs) let you know when we need a guest. Okay. 
Uh, you can follow that at Quest Quest Pod. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Monica Verma for agenting. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for, did I say that already, designing? No, I don't think so. Doesn't matter. I'm going to say it again. Thank you to Alex Cox for studioing. And thank you, nerds, for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. So we were hoping that we w- that they would make up during their first spring outing, said the sex scientist. They did not. Wait, did you say the sex scientist? No, no. S- scientist. I'll oh. say that again. Oh, okay. Sorry, because we ho- I, I was excited that they got like a sexpert. That like, would they be ta- great. Called in Dr. Like a, they had, like, yeah, they had like a sex counselor.